Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. Before I begin today's episode, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to my podcast. This last week, we hit over half a million downloads. That's over 500,000 downloads of this podcast, and we're well on our way to 600,000. And when I first started this podcast, it was just an experiment because I wanted to make a podcast. It was always something that was interesting to me. But I found it very difficult because of anxiety and other things. And at the time, I was studying Stoicism and starting to figure out how to integrate that into my life. So I decided to just start talking into my phone and post that as a podcast and see how it went. Well, when I finally hit 5,000 downloads, I was ecstatic. I was amazed that that many people were interested in listening to me talk about philosophy. And now that I've got over 500,000 downloads of people having listened to me talk about philosophy, it's very humbling and very mind-blowing. But I just want to say thank you for listening, and let's get on with today's episode. Epictetus said, Give yourself fully to your endeavors. Decide to construct your character through excellent actions and determine to pay the price of a worthy goal. The trials you encounter will introduce you to your strengths. And what I want to talk about today is the unglamorous yet most powerful way to accomplish your goals and to become the person that you want to become. It's called Do Hard Things. Now, one of the things that fascinates me about humans is our desire to find the easy way to do almost anything. So many of the things that we think of as necessities in our modern lives are simply things that we use to make our lives easier. Things like dishwashers, microwaves, and even email. All the things that help us accomplish things that otherwise would just simply take much longer. Washing dishes or clothes by hand, while not exceptionally hard, is nonetheless going to take up some time. Microwaves that cook our food save us a lot of time from the traditional way of cooking things. Dashing off an email takes far less time than writing and mailing a letter. Now, none of these things are good or bad on their own. They're simply tools to accomplish things in a shorter span of time. But just like everything, it comes with a cost. As we get used to the comfort and ease that these tools bring to our lives, it gets easier to become complacent. We get used to things being easy and instant. We get bored if we're not entertained. We find it hard to focus and accomplish the things that we want to. Relationships become much more disposable because they're easier to get in and out of. We get distracted by all the new and shiny things. And we find it challenging when things are hard and when things take time. So ask yourself, do you really want to accomplish your goals? Do you want to have more motivation throughout your day? And do you want to grow as a person? If so, there's one thing that you can do in your life which will help you accomplish your goals more than anything else will. And it's this. You need to decide how willing you are to do hard things and how willing you are to suffer to accomplish them. So first, why do we want to do hard things? Well, I want to start off with a quote from Albert Einstein. And he said, To make a goal of comfort and happiness has never appealed to me. A system of ethics built on this basis would be sufficient only for a herd of cattle. And I really like that image because what cattle want is just to be comfortable, and that's pretty much it. They don't really strive for anything more. They just want to be comfortable, fed, and sleep. When we think about that, doing easy things does not bring us 
much of a sense of accomplishment in anything that we do. When something's too easy for me, I find it boring. I find it something that that doesn't really kind of spark any real life in me. But it's when when we push ourselves to our edge, when we challenge ourselves, and we take on a goal or a task that feels risky or scary, that's when we feel most alive. When we push through difficulties and work our way through to the other side, it feels amazing. For example, if you wanted to have career success like Hugh Jackman or Steve Jobs, you have to do hard things. You have to get up each day and do the things that others don't want to do. You have to get up and go for a run. You get up and go downstairs to the basement and do that workout. You make a plan and you follow it. You do the things that others don't want to do. Seneca said, A gem cannot be polished without friction, nor a person perfected without trials. When it comes to growing as humans, taking the easy way never brings the fulfillment that we need. Personal growth is hard. And if you want to be an exceptional human, or even just an above-average human, you have to put in the work. There's no other way around it. You can't just have someone else do the work for you. There's no machine that magically turns you into an amazing person. There are no shortcuts in growing. And remember, it's the journey, it's the doing of the work that's the whole point, not just reaching the destination. To state the obvious, doing hard things is hard. And that's why everybody doesn't have a body like Jessica Alba. Not everybody can sing like Kelly Clarkson. And not everybody can play the cello like Yo-Yo Ma. It's really hard work. The Stoics ask us to reflect a lot on our own mortality. Because death gives us clarity. Momento mori is what they say. And we need to remember that we could die at any moment. Now, why is this important? Why do we want to focus on death? Well, first off, when we look through the lens of our own mortality, we get a much clearer idea of things that are important to us. And second, we stop putting off things until later because there might not be a later. As Robin Williams once said, carpe diem. So let me put it this way. When you get to the end of your life and you look back, would you rather reflect on how many hours you spent watching TV? Or would you rather reflect on how you were able to grow and strive towards reaching your full potential? I know for me, for as hard as it is and as frustrating as it is, I want the latter. I want to know that when I get to the end of my life that I tried hard, that I pushed myself, that I didn't take the easy way out, that I didn't just coast on things. Now, training yourself to be disciplined and dedicated is really hard work, but I think there are two major aspects of how to do hard things and to push ourselves forward this way. And they kind of sound like opposites, but they're really important. And the first one is we need to take massive action. And the second one is we need to take small actions. So first, massive action. Brooke Castillo, who I've mentioned on this podcast many times, is one of my favorite life coaches. And she talks a lot about taking massive action. And what this means is identifying what is going to move the needle the fastest for you. When we're able to make some great progress in a short amount of time, we can build up momentum that helps us push through things when they get tough. So often the massive action doesn't have to be good, it just has to get done. And it may be something like writing a crappy first draft of a book that you want to do over a weekend. Or maybe it's writing five songs in a week, regardless of how good or bad they turn out. Maybe it's slowly walking five or ten miles on a weekend. It really doesn't matter if it's great the first time. 
It just matters that you took action that helped move you forward. The reason why taking massive action is so important is because it gives you something to hold on to that helps you keep moving forward. In our example of writing a crappy first draft of a book, if you have a crappy first draft of a book, you at least have a book. You have something to work with. You have a foundation to build off of. A good example of massive action in my own life is this podcast. My massive action was when I started this podcast, I put out an episode for every day for the first 137 days. And when I think back on that, that still, it still surprises me that I actually was able to accomplish that. I did slow down over time because what I wanted out of the podcast changed. I wanted to go a little bit deeper into each topic and to make it a little bit longer. I also wanted to spend more time with my family and friends, so slowing the pace down was a necessity for me. But having created a large body of work made it a lot easier for me to return to creating episodes after I took a break for over a year. Now let's talk about small actions. And here I'd like to pull out one of my favorite quotes from Bruce Lee. He said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Back in 2003, I was watching the Ironman Triathlon that was broadcast from Hawaii. Now, if you've never seen the Ironman, it's pretty badass. It starts out with a five-mile open water swim, then goes to a 122-mile bike ride, and finishes up with a 26-mile marathon at the end. Finishing one is probably the hardest sporting challenge a person can accomplish in their life. And at the time, I was overweight, I was in terrible shape, and I was not very happy with my health. Watching the Ironman completely inspired me. Seeing the dedication and dogged persistence that those people had, many of them were just regular people and not professional athletes, just lit a fire in me. Over the next two years, I dedicated myself to training for triathlons. I started out small, just running for 15 minutes a day around my neighborhood. And after those runs, I was exhausted. My legs hurt, my lungs burned, but I felt more alive than I had for a long time. I started swimming at my local gym, and I would do five painfully slow laps per session. But over time, I built up to being able to do 20 laps in the same amount of time. I also enrolled in a spin class, and later I bought my first road bike. And as time went on, I found a passion for cycling and changed my focus. I didn't worry so much about working on triathlons, but I started riding, and riding a lot. At my peak, I was putting in about 200 miles a week, and I completed several centuries. Those are rides over 100 miles. And I also lost 55 pounds. Now, the most important lesson that I learned from my years of cycling is that consistency is king. If we want to actually finish what we start, we need to become masters at building habits. And doing a small, hard thing every day helps us get used to struggling. We get used to suffering for the things that we want. And that hard thing will be different for every single person. And it can be something that supports you in your goals or not. But it has to be something that challenges you. It should also be something that starts out small and something you can do for every day until you don't have to think about whether you should or shouldn't do it. You just do it. For example, say that you wanted to get up each morning and work out. Now, if you get up on your first day and you do a 60-minute workout after not having worked out for years, you're setting yourself up for failure. You'll be sore for the next few days. You'll probably resent how much time it takes to do a 60-minute workout. So remember to start small. 
And maybe in your first week, you just get up and stretch for five minutes. And then you do 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups. The next week, you might bump that up to 15 push-ups and 15 sit-ups. And then the next week, you might add in some pull-ups or maybe some free weights. The point is, is that you do something small and you do it every day and you start building on top of that. Because once you have one habit that you do every day, you can add another and then another. Then pretty soon you have a day that is just a stack of habits of your choosing. I know that for me, feeling accomplished at cycling really helped me feel much more confident overall. And it made me more willing to try other things that I might have felt were too scary or too risky before. I also found out that I was better able to create and keep helpful habits. And now that I've been out of cycling regularly, I really miss that fire and that drive. I'm also about 30 pounds overweight, and I'm really not happy with where my health is. So part of my reason for writing this episode is because I want to try and encourage myself to get back into doing those hard things that I've kind of let slide because I've gotten lazy. I think an important aspect to remember about all of this and about achieving the things that you want and doing hard things is that you shouldn't wait until you feel motivated in order to start something. If you just wait to feel motivated, you'll probably never get it done. Take the feelings out of it. It's kind of like we talked about last week, that you can endure anything your mind can make endurable by treating it as if it is in your interest to do so. So if motivation is not going to help us achieve things, what will? Process. Process is far greater than motivation. But motivation comes from momentum, and process is what helps you create momentum. When you create a defined process, you have a very clear step-by-step guide that makes it easy for you to know exactly what you need to do to accomplish your goal. Creating a process also helps you anticipate roadblocks and to plan around them. And this removes a lot of fear and anxiety that often pops up when we set out to do hard things. Do you want to be a good writer? Then make a plan that you get up every day and you write. You remove the distractions, you close your browser, you silence your phone, and then you sit down and you write for a certain amount of time. And then you do that the next day, and the day after that. And even if you don't have anything to write about, or that you think that anything you write isn't very good, you still write, and you edit, and then you write, until you start to find your voice, and you practice your craft every single day. You do the hard things. You want to become a great singer? Then you practice every single day. You do your scales every single day. You sing the same song over and over until you know it so well that you almost hate it. You listen to the advice of your singing coach and you follow their instructions. You do the hard things. You want to have a better relationship? Well, you have to do all the small things every day. You have to communicate well with your partner. You have to consider their needs along with your own. You have to set healthy boundaries for yourself and respect theirs. You have to put in the work. Just putting in the minimum, or phoning it in as they say, won't get you there. You won't build a strong and healthy relationship without effort. You do the hard things. Doing hard things is a core and fundamental piece to accomplishing anything worthwhile. It helps to develop discipline, it gives our life meaning, and it creates a sense of accomplishment that we can't get any other way. So the next time you face a particularly scary challenge, don't turn away because it's not easy. Turn into it because it's hard. And that's the end of this week's episode. 
be good to yourselves, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, I would really appreciate if you could help support this podcast by making a pledge on Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash stoiccoffee. Even just a small amount helps keep this podcast going. Also, head on over to the website at www.stoic.coffee. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter, and you can shop at the newly created Stoic Coffee Shop. We have some wonderful t-shirts and other items that help support this podcast. Also, if you know of anybody who could benefit from this podcast, please pass it on. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great-looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.